Hello and welcome to Tune Your Ears, a weekly poetry podcast where I, your host Cody Rose, read some number of poems, uh, in this case just one, but it's kind of a long one, uh, every week. This is season two, episode five. This is County Cullen um, from this wonderful collected called My Soul's High Song, which has a sort of cuckoo bananas um, introduction, like long introductory essay. But it says this thing that I think is really interesting that I've been thinking about uh, in it. So he was a very prominent figure in the Harlem Renaissance and now a lot of people don't really know his work. And here's, here's what the guy says in the introduction. Why has his work been neglected and his books out of print for so many years? To be sure, Cullen's most famous poems continue to be anthologized, and this perhaps has become the problem. He remains in many senses a mere schoolhouse poet, who is not conceptualized holistically as a working artist, but as a remote figure in a mist like Longfellow, whom one knows through a few overly familiar works disembodied from a corpus. Cullen has ceased to be real, and so has his work, which, aside from often being complex and troubling, has the added burden of being written in strict metrical forms. And sort of goes on like that. Um, the thing that I've been thinking about this is that when you read a lot of anthologies or especially a lot of introductory anthologies, you really do get this false sense that you understand the gist of someone's work, whereas if you read their entire ovir or whatever, then you get to see like a whole different kind of thing instead of these sort of tokenized moments i think it a lot with gwendolyn brooks where you know we get we real cool she's a masterful poet and and you just get these moments that's not really even what she was doing but and then you get to think oh i know what that person's doing and that's what's dangerous is when you think you know because you know a little but you actually don't know a lot that seems almost worse than not knowing anything at all, if that makes sense to you. Um, anyway, that's something I've been thinking about. And I realize that that's sort of like a dumb and funny thing for me to be saying, because here I am giving only these little snippets of different poets' work. Uh, and, you know, and often the sort of most recognizable ones, the, th the things that I hope will be a, a joy and that and that people can know and know together sort of communally um but anyway that is the problem with the form and that's the problem with life <laughs> that being said this is county collins uh probably most famous poem the shroud of color lord being dark i said I cannot bear the further touch of earth, the scented air. Lord, being dark, forwilled to that despair, my color shrouds me in. I am as dirt beneath my brother's heel. 
There is a heart in all the simple joys which to a child are sweet. They are contaminate, defiled by truths of wrongs the childish vision fails to see. Too great a cost this birth entails. I strangle in this yoke drawn tighter than the worth of bearing it. Just to be a man, I am not brave enough to pay the price in full. I lack the strength to sacrifice. I who have burned my hands upon a star and climbed high hills at dawn to view the far illimitable wonderments of earth, for whom all cups have dripped the wine of mirth, for whom the sea has stained her honeyed throat till all the world was sea and I a boat unmoored on what strange quest I willed to float who wore a many-colored coat of dreams, thy gift, O Lord, I whom sun-dappled streams have washed, whose bare brown thighs have held the sun incarcerate until his course was run, I who considered man a high-perfected glass where loveliness could lie reflected, now that I sway athwart truth's deep abyss, denuding man for what he was and is, shall breath and being so inveigle me that I can damn my dreams to hell and be content each newborn day anew to see the steaming crimson vintage of my youth incarnadine the altar slab of truth. Or hast thou, Lord, somewhere I cannot see, a lamb imprisoned in a bush for me? Not so? Then let me render one by one thy gifts, while still they shine, some little sun yet gilds these thighs, my coat, albeit worn, still holds its colors fast, albeit torn, my heart will laugh a little yet, if I may win of thee this grace, Lord, on this high and sacrificial hill twixt earth and sky, to dream still pure all that I loved and die. There is no other way to keep secure my wild chimeras, grave locked against the lure of truth, the small hard teeth of worms, yet less envenomed than the mouth of truth will bless them into dust and happy nothingness. Lord, thou art God, and I, Lord, what am I but dust? With dust my place, Lord, let me die. Across the earth's warm, palpitating crust, I flung my body in embrace. I thrust my mouth into the grass and sucked the dew, then gave it back in tears my anguish drew. So hard I pressed against the ground, I felt the smallest sand grain like a knife and smelt next year's flowering. All this to speed my body's dissolution, fain to feed the worms, and so I groaned and spent my strength until all passion spent, I lay full length and quivered like a flayed and bleeding thing. So lay till lifted on a great black wing that had no mate nor flesh apparent trunk to hamper it. With me all time had sunk into oblivion. When I awoke, the wing hung poised about two cliffs that broke the bowels of the earth in twain and cleft the seas apart. 
below, above, to left, to right, I saw what no man saw before, earth, hell, and heaven, sinew, vein, and core. All things that swim or walk or creep or fly, all things that live in hunger, faint and die, were made majestic then and magnified by a sight so clearly purged and deified. The smallest bug that crawls was taller than a tree, the mustard seed loomed like a man. The earth that rise eternally with pain of birth and woe, of taking back her slain, laid bare her teeming bosom to my sight, and all was struggle, gasping breath, and fight. A blind worm here dug tunnels to the light, and there a seed, racked with heroic pain, thrust eager tentacles to sun and rain. It climbed, it died, the old love conquered me to weep the blossom it would never be. But here a bud one light, it burst and flowered into a rose whose beauty challenged coward. There was no thing alive save only I that held life in contempt and longed to die. And still I writhed and moaned, the curse, the curse that animated death, can death be worse? Dark child of sorrow, mine no less, what art of mine can make thee see and play thy part? The key to all strange things is in thy heart. What voice was this that coursed like liquid fire along my flesh and turned my hair to wire? I raised my burning eyes, beheld a field, all multitudinous with kernel yield, a grim, ensanguined mead whereon I saw evolve the ancient fundamental law of tooth and talon, fist and nail and claw. There, with the force of living, hostile hills, whose clash the hemmed-in veil with clamor fills, with greater din contended fierce majestic wills of beast with beast, of man with man, in strife for love of what my heart despised, for life that unto me a dawn was now a prayer for night, at night a blood heart wrung tear for day again, for this, these groans from tangled flesh and interlocked bones, and no thing died that did not give a testimony that it longed to live. Man, strange composite blend of brute and god, pushed on, nor backward glanced where last he trod. He seemed to mount a misty ladder flung, pendant from a cloud, yet never gained a rung, but at his feet another tugged and clung. My heart was still a pool of bitterness, would yield naught else, naught else confess. I spoke, although no form was there to see, I knew an ear was there to hear. Well, let them fight, they can whose flesh is fair. Crisp lightning flashed, a wave of thunder shook, my wing a pause and then a speaking look. I scarce dared trust my ears or eyes for awe of what they heard and dread of what they saw, for privileged beyond decree, this flesh beheld God and his heaven in the mesh of Lucifer's revolt, saw Lucifer glow like the sun, and like a dulcimer I heard his sin-sweet voice break on the yell of God's great warriors, Gabriel, St. Clair, and Michael, Israfel, and Raphael, and strange it was to see God with his back against a wall, to see Christ hew and hack to Lucifer, 
pressed by the mighty pair and losing inch by inch, clawed at the air with fevered wings, then, lost beyond repair, he tricked a mass of stars into his hair. He filled his hands with stars, crying as he fell, a star's a star, although it burns in hell. So God was left to his divinity, omnipotent at that most costly fee. There was a lesson here, but still the clod in me was sycophant unto the rod, and cried, Why mock me thus? Am I a god? One trial more, this failing, then I give, you leave to die, no further need to live. Now suddenly a strange wild music smote a chord long impotent in me, a note of jungles primitive and subtle throbbed against my echoing breast, and tom-toms sobbed in every pulse-beat of my frame. The din, a hollow log bound with a python skin, can make rot every nerve to ecstasy, and I was wind and sky again, and sea and all sweet things that flourish, being free till all at once the music changed its key. And now it was of bitterness and death, the cry the lash extorts, the broken breath of liberty enchained, and yet there ran through all a harmony of faith in man, a knowledge all would end as it began, all sights and sounds and aspects of my race accompanied this melody, kept pace with it, with music all their hopes and hates were charged, not to be downed by all the fates, and somehow it was borne upon my brain how being dark and living through the pain of it is courage more than angels have. I knew what storms and tumults lashed the tree that grew, that body that I was, this cringing eye that feared to contemplate a changing sky, this eye that groveled, whining, let me die. While others struggled in life's abattoir, the cries of all dark people, near or far, were billowed over me, a mighty surge of suffering in which my puny grief must merge and lose itself. I had no further claim to urge for death, in shame I raised my dust-grimed head, and though my lips moved not, God knew I said, Lord, not for what I saw in flesh or bone of fairer men, not raised on faith alone. Lord, I will live persuaded by mine own. I cannot play the recreant to these. My spirit has come home that sailed the doubtful seas. With the whiz of a sword that severs space, the wing dropped down at a dizzy pace and flung me on my hill, flat on my face, flat on my face I lay defying pain, glad of the blood in my smallest vein, and in my hands I clutched a loyal dream, still spitting fire, bright twist and coil and gleam, and chiseled like a hound's white tooth. Oh, I will match you yet, I cried, to truth. Right glad I was to stoop to what I once had spurned, glad even unto tears I laughed aloud, I turned upon my back, and through the tears for joy would run, my sight was clear, I looked and saw the rising sun.